Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents The Fall of the First Sword, Chapter 5 A Fatal Hangover. Right, ugh, crime. That's a thing that we do. Crime time, crime time, crime time. Get out of here, Blue's Clues. <laughs> Here's in. some crime, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Crime. If you want, I can start rapping. Please do not start rapping. It's a sentence I did not think I'd say this morning. <laughs> yeah, I'll drop a beat for you, Matt. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. <laughs> Everyone can see what giant dweebs the pair of you are. Brooklyn, Brooklyn! Greetings, mortals. My patience is already tested and it's been a minute. I bid you welcome to Dyson Suffering. This is Blades in the Dark. I have... The... I wouldn't describe you as the Chaos Twins. The Chaos Twins is very much... Chad and Alex. I describe. I don't know. You're the postcode lottery boys at this point. No, I have. I have Matt and Chad with me. This. It's a Sunday afternoon here. It's a Sunday morning for Chad. It's whenever the fuck you're listening to this in the far future. But reminder for everyone who you're playing and what chat, what book they are, what class they are. Uh, Matt, go. Oh, yeah, I am Professor Blake Marshall, uh, Whisper Extraordinaire. Um, totally knows exactly what he's doing at all times and hasn't inadvertently created major problems for the group. Also now is also a businessman on the side. And is also the first character in this, in this group to receive a level of trauma. Mm-hmm which is a mechanic we had to explain last time. Don't shake your head. The fact he got traumat- what he got traumatized for was well worth it. You kids, you kids, what are you getting up to? Yeah, you went to a party, Blake got traumatized stopping a, essentially a mercenary group from gaining untold power over the city. Yeah. <laughs> I had to talk to my mom, alright? That was rough. <laughs> yeah, who, who had to talk who had to talk to their mom, Chad? Who are you? Hi, I'm Chad. Today I am playing Crowley Strixhaven, uh former military man, retired with disgrace. Uh he is a hound, and yeah, I had a fun time at the party, except for dealing with my bitch of a mother. Thankfully, he did not call his mother a bitch to her face. Otherwise, he would have been probably slapped. Uh, I'm not stupid. My name isn't Blake. <laughs> I mean, Blake's the one on the title for the deed to the property. If he really wanted to, he could just sell it and kick you all out. <laughs> uh, we are uh, silent investors. There are other owners. There's just one named... Person. Yes, but you're not named on it, so you'd have yeah. to provide proof. 
Don't worry. I got a friend on the inside. I got all the proof I need. It's true. You do have Jonathan. Best boy. No. For reference and some clarification of where we are in this arc, it has been 10 days in total since you undertook the assignment to assassinate Mylora, the leader of the Red Sashes. Hello, cat. It's not a session without a cat, but what a day. No. The, the Lamp Blacks gave you, signed a contract with you to, if you take her out of the picture within 40 days, which is two months of in-game calendar time, then you essentially become honorary Lamp Blacks without having to pay tolls or taxes or any of that. You basically become bigwigs without actually having to bother with a lot of the paperwork. So, it's a good deal. Within every five days within that, you kind of met up as a group at the end of every week just to establish what you've been up to. So it means you all have a general awareness. Maybe not the exact details of what's happened, but you have a general awareness of what everyone's been up to. So, you are aware of the fact that Blake and Mariella came into possession of the Red Sash's old sword, the ceremonial sword they used to use for executions. It is haunted as fuck, so Blake has been looking into it. And you did come, they did cross some spirit wardens at the time. So, there's some awareness there. Then Riley and Crowley obviously got the blueprints of the Red Sash's base. As well as, you know, destroying any copies of your existing establishment, the Peppermint Gorilla. Just in case anyone tries to launch a counterattack on you and thinks to use the blueprints themselves. You also made a friend. Crowley is capable of making friends. Who knew? And yes, Crowley, Crowley met his mother and others when he and Mariella went to a ball for military veterans hosted by Strangford, who Riley has crossed in the past and Mariella has had a briefly awkward conversation with. But I don't know whether Mariella and Crowley would have shared it with the group. What? What Fendral would have told you about Mylera's weakness? considering your discussion about morals. Uh, Crowley sure as hell wouldn't have said anything. That's on the boss. They want to tell uh, the other two what's up, that's fine. I'm just a cog in the military machine. Yeah. For your reference, Blake, they were told, you've been told that you have, they have a potential lead on a weakness, a weak point, or a blackmail source for Mylora, okay. which could be a way to get her into the open. Okay. For the benefit of the listeners, Mylara has a kid. Has a little boy called Jasper. So. Blake does not know this, but you know, I thought no. I'd horrify Matt with the idea that you may be kidnapping a six year old at some point to use against his mother. And what probably has 
brought some alarm to Crowley, as not that you actually know of the group, but the level of coordination described by Blake and Riley is the fact that Blake and Riley were late for your weekly meeting last week. And Riley had gone to get Blake from his lectures, and through your connections and through Mariella's extensive network of information, you learned that there was an attack on the university, specifically on the occult department, by a mercenary group called the Pyre. As in, like, fire pyre. That kind of. They set off coordinators' attack with multiple explosives, including one that Riley's just carrying around now. Yeah. A grenade that didn't go off, so Riley has a grenade now. <laughs> Look about holding the pin in. Thankfully, it's. I rolled fairly crap for how potent it was, so. But still, if Riley fucks up, that could go off and take her fucking hand. At any point. No, but to Blake's horror, and to Riley's mildly disturbed self, uh, they witnessed the execution of multiple faculty members, students, and even like the cleaning staff and things, anyone involved, as the pyre swept their way through to the vault at the back, which is where all the occult artifacts that are not in possession of the Dimmer Sisters or are actively being used are stored and investigated by the council. The university basically has carte blanche on any occult items, including the child endangerment snow globe, as we called it. Indeed. Contains like horrible, horrible things. And all sorts of spirits of genuinely terrible people that the spirit wardens have not been able to dispose of. Some of them that you can't dispose of because it's just malevolent energy. So much so that the standard methods of containing spirits just doesn't work. Blake and Riley did thwart the attack such that they did not get access to the vault. Which, you know, is the good thing. Yes. Should I say how I did it or not? You can if you want. Yeah. I changed the password. The password to the vault is connected to... is like a blood... it's blood magic, really, yeah. to stop initiated staff members such that they don't actually know the password until they connect with it and they only know a third of it so it requires three staff members to all willingly connect which makes which is why they were essentially gunning down students to get faculty members to behave blake connected to the spirit world and grasped two one really old Two really old staff members and some of his former students to forcefully change the password. In doing so, however, that it, he essentially knocked himself unconscious and was traumatized. When you get trauma in Blades in the Dark, you are knocked out at the end of the heist, essentially. The moment you hit trauma, you are useless until you've had a break. So it's kind of been five days of, for about two of those days, Blake was definitely in a, in some sort of like nightmare-induced coma, 
just kind of gibbering to himself on the sofa. <laughs> Not in that kind of way, in kind of uh, please don't hurt me. Like the demons in your brain are trying to consume you from the inside out. So, I can yeah. do some audio for that, or are you alright? No, it's okay. <laughs> the mind, baby. <laughs> Blake now has the trauma factor haunted. That's what we've called it. So every so often I'm just going to freak the shit out of him. That's just an ongoing roleplay thing. It's not a major impact, but it could be if you much get worse. Too, too many things of trauma, you die. You essentially have a heart attack from stress and not. So, before I explain what we're doing today, we have three bits of downtime to use. As a reminder, the gang has two ongoing long-term projects with the potential for a third. Blake, you have one personal project on Argaz. The two long-term projects for the gang are investigating the Cursed Sword and the postcode lottery that you've set up. It's another moneymaker money for the group, and it's a potential way into people's houses without arousing suspicion but it's still dumb this is exactly what i was what i did it for make sure we have a cover for these things it never hurts to have an emergency cover and chad you can give me that look all you want it's still dumb but you know you know sometimes the dumbest things are also the smartest so you know this whole it worked once series and we can make some coin out of it as well so even better for reference as well, as a group, you have a wanted level, but you have no heat currently. Wanted level will require someone to go to jail, be it you or potentially you'd have to convince one of the like, associates of your gang to go. Like Hoxley, like uh, the beefcake that Mariella's hired, etc. You can acquire an asset, you can start a new project entirely, you can heal. You can reduce stress. Blake, your stress has been wiped, so don't reduce stress. No, it doesn't need to. Um, I have level two harm. Yes. I have broken ribs. I was up. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I took stress, so I didn't have a punctured lung. Um, thanks again for that. Um, so I'm thinking I might start with that. Okay. You have, because of Dr. Brian, you have Right. Hey guys. So, a red and blue easy egg. Right? Okay. Okay. The three and a one. Okay. That's shit. Good start. It's only one in the healing clock. You still have two other. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Trauma? I can't think about that, can I? Actually. That is permanent. Okay. Or just level can't think about that either, because we. Ha so, so what is there can't be changed at the moment, can it? Once it's Once it's there, the only way to do it is to really send someone to jail. Hmm. Okay. You have to appease mm. the blue coats and. Maybe we can even Amber to go. You can try and roll for, to convince Amber to go to jail for a month. Um, Amber's always angry. It's not going to go well for me, I don't think. 
Well, she's angry because people keep trying to make her do lap dances. <laughs> this is true. Um, maybe she'd prefer jail. <laughs> maybe she would prefer jail at this point. Um, I don't think I can make that sort of decision. Um, they are Marielle's girls, after all. Um, so I'm going to... Uh, I'm y'all going made to... that decision for Captain Halfmast. I, I made no such decision for Captain Halfmast. That was the bargain. Yes, well, it was what it was. Um, <laughs> I would like to... Um, but I'd like to work on the Argav project, please. Okay, what would you like to do with it? I need a fur. I need a fur. I need uh, any. I'm trying to find any known weaknesses. Anything in 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 the sense of anything which you know that is like like I know he's not vain, but that sort of thing, like character works, things like that, flaws, anything that could be a flaw which we could exploit down the line. Okay. Uh, what would that roll? What do you want that roll to do? Well, it's kind of, are you doing research? Are you asking spirits? Are you punching someone until they tell you the answers? I will probably talk... I'm not going to punch people, I'm not Crowley. Um, I'm, I'm probably going... I probably would... Um, I'd probably do some chatting around, I, I, you know... There's some ghosts, because they would maybe know better. Attune or consort? Um, attune, please. Roll it. See what you get. A six and a five. That's full. There we go. Ooh. That project is complete. Okay. Let me just find him in here. Okay, because because this is both filling up the clock and getting information, I'm gonna give you something bigger than just character weaknesses. Yes, boss. I mean, this guy desires corruption anyway. That's his whole deal. He likes corruption and decay. That's and suffering, that's kind of his whole deal. So, you know, manipulating that is fairly easy, but in your readings, you have noticed that a... There are forgotten gods in this world. There are cults that are dedicated to them whether it's through ritual sacrifice or whether it's through trying to protect people. It's... Like, you've come across a few. There's always been a few hooded weirdos that are like, oh, want to come ritually bleed on this altar? Mm. Want to come sacrifice a dog or something? Like, you come across them in your line of work. But there is one group called the Unbroken Sun who like to... They spend a lot of time researching and trying out and sometimes successfully cutting off demons connections to people and groups 
can't cut off their connections entirely because demons are believed to be some of the first beings in this universe. They were brought into existence when reality began. So you can't just tell them to sod off. But you can essentially build a barrier between him and individuals. So they are a potential point of contact for ensuring Argaz stays away from your group. You also have one other downtime action. Hmm. Okay. Um. I can't. I've done that. I've done that. You can heal twice. I know. I'm just thinking would be wise. Maybe doing some training for a change. Yeah. But I'm gonna heal. Gonna heal again. Okay, another two dice. Six and a five. That's better. That is better because with a six on a healing clock, that's three pieces. So that is four in total. That is a full healing clock. Nice. So now they have a level one harm then. Yeah. So now they're kind of just bruised ribs. The clock is now full, so if anything happens, it doesn't reset. Yes, so that's good for you. Okay, I am done. I'll. Blake will go make tea. Blake goes to make tea whilst ignoring the demons in his head. Crowley, three downtime actions. There are still. There are two ongoing projects that you can contribute to heal, stress. All right. Well, first of all, I have five stress, so I would like to try and de-stress first of all. Okay. Your first category is one die, doesn't it? Correct. Resolve. I only have one die then, so. One die. Hey, of course, though, the one time I roll a six is when (laughs) I only have five stress. (laughs) Ah, starting off strong. I wasn't even concerned about it. Literally, I, I was Mariella. like, oh, it doesn't. Yeah, Mariella now is the only one who hasn't overindulged and added heat to the party. Five. Uh, my vice is gambling, so... Maybe instead of heat, maybe I just lost uh, one of our coin. <laughs> I was trying. Well, bargain with the devil, sir. I'm just saying, I'm much more loose with my money than I am with my lips. Overindulge. You make a bad call because of your vice in acquiring it or under the influence. Select an overindulgence from this list. Attract trouble, brag, lost or tapped. Lost doesn't really apply here because, I mean, you're going gambling. It's not like you've gotten so drunk that you've then woken up in a train car to the other cities. Deuces. So you're still you're still here. New source doesn't really work. So, attract trouble or brag? I'll leave that to you. Do you want to just take two straight heat or do you want to take the risk of what the other entanglement will be? I think for just... Pure on character wise, Crowley is not someone who brags at all. 
So I think it would probably be to the other one because Crowley wouldn't. He's a military man. Like there's one thing that's been badgered into his head his entire life, even from growing up, is you keep your damn mouth shut unless you're told to open it. Out of the four. Okay, rivals or unquiet dead? We'll go with rival. A railjack who works on one of the supply lines that delivers the Black Lotus to your facilities is getting a little bit big for his britches and is has been trying to take a cut recently. Every time. Your option you can if you stack you can stand up to him or you can just pay them up. Get them to shut up and behave. All right, this is a, another situation where Crowley usually would just go and hit them and shut them up. But we are in the middle of an assassination plot. And I know that the other two just got into some serious shit with some mercenaries. I think I'd pay this motherfucker. Just pay him and move on. Okay, I will remove one coin from the game. You basically just... You kind of walk in, he sees you, pales. You're like, yeah, you know why I'm fucking here, don't you? And you just kind of ping, you just kind of chuck a little bag of silver at him that adds up to a coin. And you're like, take that, leave the city, keep your fucking mouth shut. Come back and end up in the void. And thankfully, you're scary enough with your pistols and your rifles and your scariness. So... All right. That worked out way better than it could have. This is true. All right. Two more. Uh, So I have two level one harms right now. Yes. But I don't have anything in the clocks at this moment. So I'm only going to heal one of them. But I would like to start another long-term project. And it might not be that long of a term. Let's do let's do healing first. So two two d six. I'm gonna go and I'm trying to heal my lingering paranoia that I still have from dealing with the demon from that. I've been terrified since basically the first episode, so why not keep that going anyways? Why not be constantly terrified? Uh, that is a four and a one. Okay, that is two. The healing clock. All right. Uh, well then, uh, for my project, or what I want to do with my other downtime activity, I know that Jasper is in the care of some family members. Uh, Fendril didn't know who exactly it was, so I would like to either using, like talking to Jonathan or somehow like going through my connections try and find out who the family is who's caring for this kid on the regs yes. someone say I'm almost hunting for this information oh, hunting for a target I put this as a six piece plot because you have a starting point which makes everything a bit easier. So yes, you can roll hunt if you want. Alright. 
I'll draw my clock after I roll then. I've got the clock for that one, so don't worry about those. I like to have the clocks on my page as well. It makes me happy. Uh, that is a four and a three. Find family. Find them. For murder. Maybe. Maybe. That is both of yours downtime actions concluded. Cool. I love the sheer dedication to the cause that you both have. Hey, I started working on the murder plot. I know. It's just funny that I have no, I'm working on Argaz. It's not like it wasn't like I wasn't doing stuff for the group. Yeah, Argaz is like an ongoing threat, but you got the cursed sword like four heists ago, and you haven't looked into it at all. I know, I know that it soaks up blood. I have given you the Holy Grail, and no one's looking into it. <laughs> I, I drew the clock on my thing, but that's not it's not my bag, baby. Not my it's bag. an eight-piece clock, and no one has filled any of it. I am hoping that, that Alex and that's the Mario and Riley do later on, but I wouldn't have a ref. I've also got an eight-piece clock onto the pyre, just in the background, because fun thing you fun. Well, fun things be fun, but also just blatantly, mildly terrifying antagonism. Considering mm -hmm. they did murder about like eighty people. The pyre clock. Keep, keep the um keeps in digitally for fun. They were your students, Blake. Uh, Perkins got like shot. <laughs> he deserved that thing. Oh no, we're rubbing off on Blake. You are. It kind of makes sense that he's the first one traumatized since he was the most cinnamon roll out of the four of you. <laughs> the dark underbelly of the city has turned Blake from a happy professor to a <laughs> evil man. Yes. Running well. postcode lotteries. You now have 30 days until it ends. Mm -hmm. You have six weeks until. Though you have a feeling you're probably going to have to act before that time frame ends, considering everything that's piling up now. But you two are... Riley and Mariella are present. Mariella's currently mm. leading the strippers through another routine. Captain Halfmaster is sat in the corner with his arm in a cast, just kind of watching and taking notes. Because, you know, his arm got broken quite badly by some blue coats interrogating him. <laughs> because someone <laughs> decided. I, I, I'd like to point out that's what, that was right, you don't think? <laughs> that was both of you. Hmm. I have the recording, Matthew. <laughs> I'm gonna take it with Riley, it's fine. Ah, denial. The voice in my head does basically have a voice, but no, it's Riley. 
Riley is not in right now. She's gone out to get milk or something. I don't know. <laughs> You're out of milk. Riley's gone. Plot reasons Black why tea. people aren't physically here. Black tea, Vim. Yep. You're having black tea. Crowley's, I don't know, drinking whiskey from the bottle. Crowley's napping. That's what I do. I'm in the back room on the couch napping. This place is a friggin' mansion compared to my shithole apartment, so. This is my bedroom, Crowley. You've both moved in. It's quite funny. <laughs> There's a line of pillows down the middle of the room marking each half of this back room. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. The kettle is in the middle, just to stop any turf wars. The odd couple. <laughs> but, I mean, we did talk about Amber earlier, so I'll bring her in. Amber kind of pokes her head round the back door to see, you know, Crowley lying there looking like death, and Blake looking like he wishes for death. It's like, I'll let her for you, bosses. Who dropped it off, Amber? No fucking postman. We get okay. post. I wouldn't know if it was if it was couriered or otherwise. Thank you. Oh, generic postman. I haven't opened it because Mariella said sometimes they put like shady shit inside the seals and it's a bad idea for us to open it. No. no she also no, no. says, and I quote, I'm not getting involved with this one. I've got a dance routine to perfect, so get your shit sorted. Uh, sounds like Marianne. Yes. Okay. And um, just flicks the you. letter onto the table and goes back out. Because you can hear Mariella like. Oh, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Booty on the floor. High kick. High kick. High kick. <laughs> drop it low. Okay. Drop it low. Bring it Death up. Bring four. it up. Chest shake. Chest shake. For the love of God. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. No, stop doing a Moira impression and get out. <laughs> you have a letter. Crowley not getting up from the couch. He's laying out. be like, all right, Blake, check the letter. See what boss wants us to do. Okay. I, um, I open the letter and sort of like lean against the back of the, like it's, it's the side of a couch when I'm reading it. Yeah, you know, it's sort of like leaning on like the, the armrests to read it. You have no idea what this says. It is encoded. You, it just looks like a bunch of nonsense to you, Blake. Apparently, I don't speak code. Can you decipher this? I, I literally put my arm backwards to where Crowley's head is. Okay, Blake. No one speaks code. You. That, ugh, and I will take the letter from him. Yeah, you can't read it at first glance either, but you do at least recognize the code used. It's it's a fairly standard military one. Just communicate between leaders of platoons. It's nothing inherently complicated, but unless you've been military yourself... You don't recognize the signature of it until you look at it. Ah, uh, just a simple cipher there, Blake. And I will grab a pen and begin to mark off 
So it's just in every third letter. Every letter is just you have to go three letters back to what the letter is supposed to be. Oh, quite confusing, okay. but quite well, easy to maybe, get through. Maybe I'll maybe I maybe you can show me how to do that sometime. I just told you how to do it. It's pretty simple. And, three letters and I've, back. Another, and other, I never, I meant, I meant regarding the other codes and things like that. I, I never hurt to learn these things. Caesar ciphers are easy. As a substitution, so this one kind of has a bit of both. It's mostly just the the three letters back sequence, but kind of a few of the key words that are definitely written with a harder pen have also had substitution applied to them, but. The moment you translate the rest of the letter, you know exactly what substitution to use. So it takes you about five minutes to kind of write it out, and you do just kind of push Blake's teacup out of the way because you need space to write. Sorry. Drink your fucking tea. But it's from it's from Hoxley, your benefactor, and occasional information giver. Mm. He basically turns up, gives you plot relevant things, and then fucks off on a ship again. Sure he does. His ship is in the harbour recently. It came back in a few days ago. They kind of have one week in, one week out per Leviathan ship, so mm. it's his week in at the moment. And there's a note from him saying to meet him as soon as possible, near where you all first met, as an issue has arisen that needs to be dealt with. And there is a timestamp on this letter showing it was written a few hours ago, so... Well, I guess there goes the rest of my nap. Uh, apparently, we have to go back to the old shipyards where we met up for the first time. Oxley has something wrong and needs our assistance. Well, it would be a good idea to, you know, start dealing with that, I guess, wouldn't it? Uh, Crowley would stand up from the sofa and do the classic old man kind of crickety-crackety and stretch out for a second. All right, I'm going to grab a shot of something quickly, and then I will be ready to go. Okay. So, does it say in there which ship he's, if he's on the ship at the shipyard, but it's like the Broken Spear where we met last time? Yeah, he said to come back to where we all first became entangled, so I would assume he would be at the derelict ship that we met at. Okay. Okay, cool. And Crowley will walk out and grab a shot from the bar and go, Alright, boss, we gotta head out. Uh, problems have arisen. Looking great there. Mariana kind of looks up, nods, kind of stares at you to make sure that you rinse your glass after you've had your shot. <laughs> and then carries on. <laughs> Probably thinks about side. just breaking the glass, but 
does rinse the glasses, he knows he is technically paying for said glass as well, so. And also values his fucking life. Nah, does he? He lives here. Are you looking to smother him as he sleeps? You coming too, Blake? Yeah. Yeah. Blake will, you know, gather up his, his bag and come with. I won't make you remember exactly which ship it was that you met at originally. I'm not that mean. I, I broke the spear, isn't it? That's the one he's on. That's the one he's first mate on, not the one you met at. Broken Spear I, I is an active ship. No, he's the first mate of Broken Spear. That's why yes, I got um... You met at the Gorgon. Uh-huh. I didn't want the Gorgon down for some bizarre reason. Yeah, you met at the Gorgon in the dead of fucking night in, like, mist and things, just to be spooky. Yeah. And he walked off with, like, his fucking peg leg. Just to be an edgelord because he enjoys drama. Respect he's the game. Yeah. He's dialed back on the drama and he doesn't like limp openly anymore. Like that was very much a front, but it was just funny. He gets bored. Fair. <laughs> oh, that was a cloud. Kill it. <laughs> Being followed by a gang of clowns. Well, they weren't being recruited by Marielle. They want revenge for lasagna. The clowns have arisen. That's what Huxley has to tell us. The death. <laughs> The, the death of Bazania has started a wheel in motion that I do not know if we can stop. The thing is, if, if Blake had ever actually met Bazania, Blake could have caught the spirit. But Blake didn't, so he, he couldn't. He died before you could. <laughs> oh no, what a shame. You're evil, Caitlin. Yes. Any other statements of the obvious? Surrounded by cats. They're both asleep currently. Oh no, I am. <laughs> no, you get to the docks. That's fine. You don't notice anything untoward. As you go. Like you are mildly thrown off your step every so often just by occasionally you just hear you're not sure where from every time. Like every time you look to where it was coming from, it comes from a different direction. You just kind of hear, Blake. You don't hear this growling. You just see him flicking his head around like a weirdo. Blake, if you keep doing that in public, people are going to start looking at us, and that is not something that we need right now. Trust me, if I knew where it was coming from, I wouldn't even look where they were trying. What what is coming from? Someone is calling my name. Blake, we are walking down the middle of the road, and no one is anywhere around us. No one is calling for you, Blake. It's 
It's so real. So real. Well, like, so real. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, it's annoying when the GM gives you weird inner voices to deal with, isn't it, Matthew? <laughs> Chad just looking smug right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a great idea. Yes. It goes silent once you get to the docks, but Blake's being weird, Crowley, and you're like, fucking behave. I'm now more watching just to make sure no one's watching us. Yes, you're watching the watchers who watch the watcher of the watcher. But who is the watcher of the watch? If I am watching the watch... If two watches, which which is watching which watch? I do not have enough time for this much philosophy. It's not even philosophy; it's just fucking tongue twisters. I did, I do in drama. It's a warm up. Yeah, it's what we did warm up before every show. I made them repeat after me, and then I did uh. it really fast, just to fuck. Oh, lanolin linoleum, lanolin linoleum. You never did those ones, Matt. No. If two witches are watching two watches, which witch is watching which watch? If two watches are watching two witches, which watch is watching which witch? And if a watch is watching a witch and a witch is watching a watch, which watch is watching which witch? Which witch is watching which watch? I'm just having a breakdown. This is fine. I think anyone who walked past us before we let the audience in for the show, just to see everyone walking really quickly around the room reciting these things. <laughs> <laughs> Probably thought we were summoning a demon. Yeah, <laughs> we might have been. Yeah, when, while you were saying that, the cats were floating behind you. <laughs> Stop summoning Satan. <laughs> no, you get to the Gorgon. It's as derelict and broken down as it was the first time you were there. You can kind of you can make out the broken spear, just kind of sat docked a few docks down from you. But leaning leaning against a lamppost like an asshole is Hoxley. Who looks a little bit more a little bit more scarred than the last time you saw him. Clearly the last harvesting expedition of Leviathan Blood has not gone entirely well. As he's now missing a bit of his nose. Thanks, Hoxley. What the hell happened to you? There's horrors. Well, yeah. I hope it never happened to you. Well, horrors for your clarification are weird entities that don't really happen in the city, but they're all over the place in the Deathlands. They're kind of... They're not... They're not zombies. They're too intelligent for that. They're kind of... I don't know. Think of, like, the creatures from... What's that? Fi what's the film with the sound-based monsters? 
Quiet Place. That one. They're very similar in kind of appearance to those of all armor and horrifying, but they don't track. They track best by sound, but they can see you. Also, very much looking like the Demigorgon from Stranger Things. Clearly, mm. this same person was hired to design those creatures. Creepy shambler. That's how I describe them. But they tend to... They, they tend to feed off the kills that Leviathans will just kind of plow through. Because Leviathans are fucking enormous, so anything in their way just gets squished. So, horrors tend to kind of follow in packs behind them to collect the detritus and the roadkill. But it means anyone who's harvesting Leviathan blood gets, you know, the occasional pack of horrors. And clearly yeah. one of them has taken a bit of, bit of Hoxley's nose. Oh dear. Got the it's... letter? Yes. That's why we're here. Um... I don't know, maybe you're out for a stroll. Mm. What's up, Hawksley? Uh, easiest way to phrase it is someone on... Someone in my crew has decided they want to... Not really usurp me, because they're not doing anything about the broken spear, but they want... They're trying to convince the Hive that... I'm bad for business, and several of you lot are bad for business. Well, that, we can't be having that now. Well, it's to do partly because of the pyre attack. Yeah, that was fun. Exposure leads to interest from parties that shouldn't be paying attention. And the Lamp Blacks haven't exactly been subtle about my connection with them. Anyone who looks into it sees my connection to you. All loops back mm. negative attention. My normal process would be I would have just shoved him off the ship in the Deathlands and let the, let the horrors have him. But, annoyingly, he's well-connected. So I can't just accidentally leave him behind in the Deathlands. So what do you need? I mean, my usual approach is just to murder the guy and move on, but that's not going to work here. His, his family sits on the lower council. So if anything happens to him, there will be a full-scale investigation with blue coats and spirit wardens and the whole lot. So we need to do something to get him. He's got a meeting with the lead with the deputy of the hive set up for tomorrow. Okay. We either need to discredit him so they won't listen to him blackmail him to make him shut his fucking mouth or send him away recruit him kind of the balls in your court the only thing we can't do is openly kill him even accidents will be seen as suspicious Damn, my main thing was going to push up a bridge 
Yes, well, if I was just going to push him off a bridge, I wouldn't need your assistance. Hmm. Well, what what do you know about this kid? Uh, is he? Is, I obviously he's looking to gain power, but but what else is he? A scoundrel? Do do you know any like about his past? Is there something we could easily try and dredge up to hang over his head? Well, he's been on the crew for a few years. Captain's quite fond of him. Is yeah, his uncle's on the council his i mean literally his uncle's some noble guy that sits on the lower council bit of a wiry prick always looks like looks like he's probably up to something but mm. so it's kind of you can't go after the family because the family is higher connected than we are he doesn't have any illegitimate children or anything like that we could use. He's done a few stints in Ironhook for petty theft and one case of murder that got swept under the rug. I think he was only in Ironhook for like a week. Ironhook is the massive prison. Uh... I don't know enough about him as a person to be able to give you concrete blackmail material. Okay. Is he a drinker? Is he mm. partaking the harder the stuff? Crew are drinkers. <laughs> Is he a partaker in harder things then? I don't know about that one. He's... He's an open, like, alcoholic. The whole fucking crew is. But... I mean, I can't see how he would know about our business arrangement unless he was at least partaking in the substances. How else would he know about you lot? The fact he could name you and you and Riley Blake by name Mm-hmm. Something to do with a body in a flower bed. Oh fuck. Crowley won't even look over his shoulder at that one. <laughs> He's just staring at Hawks Hawksley. Right. Do you know where he's staying? Does he have a place? Uh, we're all on shore leave for this week, so most people will be in. Most of us have apartments. Not not that far from the ships in case we get called in. I don't know which one in the building is his, but it will be in the same building as me. Mainly because I've awkwardly bumped into him before when going out to get supplies. Right. Is there any obvious? I don't want to keep flashing back for it. I want to get questions right first time. What did he tell you about the the body in the flower bed? Something about 
something about a party there was a body in a flower bed that was discovered but they couldn't find the spirit attached to it right which led them to looking at a guest list which led them to some blue coats and a description of a young woman with a broken nose and the description of an academic type who danced with the victim last. At this point, um, Blake just looks at um, Crowley and uh, half smiles. And say, yeah, that's me. Crowley just gives a shake of his head. Just... And- like the annoyed almost parent just uh yeah, right and i'll turn back to hoxley so will this is i know you don't know much about them you said you just know them in passing do you think they'll be going out tonight they are on shore leave I yeah, don't know they, him well what, enough for that, but I mean, we can stake out his building. Is there anywhere he particular he goes when he's on shore leave? In particular, like just back to a place he lives, or any? I mean, any apart from his he... apartment itself, basically all of us frequent one of three pubs around here. Okay, Again, we us... get sa- we get sailors discount, so uh. makes sense. Give us the num- Give us the uh, address. Of his flat. He lives in my building, so I'll give you my address and you can just figure it out from there. I don't know which flat is his. Is, do you want his name? Would that help you? I was about to, say his, about to say his name, please, yes. Julian Marcos. Name me anything to me at all? Uh, no, doesn't match any of your students or anything. Even if it did, they're all dead. <laughs> Last question, Hoxley. Do you want to know what we are doing this, or do you wish to remain in the dark in case of? It going tits up. Hey! No. Bad to Matt. Bad. Uh, the captain's pretty good at spotting liars a mile off, so the less I know, the better, in case they do an inquiry. He's not gonna. He knows that. He knows the kid approached me, and we had a bit of an argument. So he's not going to look further than that unless he spots me actively lying. So. Well then, with your address, I, I guess we will part ways. And by tomorrow, either we'll all be dead, or this will all be resolved. We always have the best options, don't we? It's a wonderful life we lead. It's a life we lead. 
I live in number 12 Ink Lane. There's like eight apartments in that block. What name, sorry? Ink. It's it's like a series of back streets that has a lot of apartment buildings and also tattoo artist parlors. Hence the name Ink. And that was 12, correct, Hoxley? Correct. I'm flat seven, so you can rule that out of your investigation. Well, with that then, Hoxley, we bid you adieu. You want him dealt with, but not killed. Okay, we can do that. Well, if you kill him, then the council's going to start looking into everything to do with him, and therefore us, and therefore you. Unless you want the entire city council looking into what you've been up to. Oh, yes. He kind of tips. He kind of throws you a look, Blake, of... I swear you were more intelligent than this when I hired you. Kind of salutes Crowley and walks off. Crowley salutes maybe back. Should, maybe I should have told him about the fact of what we've had to deal with recently. He knows bits and pieces. He doesn't know the full picture because, well, he can only swing by every time he's on shore leave, and that's very restricted to who's in the house at the time to tell him anything. And ignorance is bliss. And ignorance is bliss. Also, the last time he was in it was Riley, and Riley doesn't fucking talk, so <laughs> calling you out, Alex. Lack of social skills does not mean inability to speak. Yeah, you're not even here. Got called out. Yeah. Take that, Alex, several months from now. Okay. You have your task. It is up to you whether there's any specific planning stuff you want to do right off the bat, and then... I'll do the engagement role, or we could do everything else via flashbacks, or whether you just want to hurl yourself in face first and hope for the best. Well, first of all, after we walk away from Hoxley, uh, I'll look at Blake. Right, so, I feel like we have maybe, we have a few options here to yes. how we can deal with this. One, we can just go right in and try and buy this fuckhead off. If he drinks, if he does Lotus, if he does anything, we have connections. If he wants some power, we can cut him in. This option, I don't like at all. Me neither. Two, we can frame him for some sort of crime. Hmm. Did he because discover the body in the flower bed? We could frame him for that. That is an option. We definitely have that. If he discovered the body, if we can somehow tie him to that, we need some sort of power over this. What was his name? Julian. I almost called him Jasper. Jasper's the kid. Over this Julian. And thirdly, and this, this is by far the longest of shots. 
if we can somehow convince this Julian that we are in league with his uncle and that coming at us would anger him. But this is the longest of shots and I know nothing of the council. I, as a military man, we don't really concern ourselves with who is actually in the chairs. They, you know, move about and they play with them musically. So we just kind of take our orders and keep going. I would say our best option is trying to frame this man for something and then having that over his head, but making it convincing enough that his uncle won't just make it disappear is our main concern with that one. Did Hoxley say how he knew about the body? Or did he say he knew about the body? He didn't specify whether the kid, whether Julian was the witness or whether it's... You're not sure whether it's he saw it in person or whether this is his family connection has given him information and he's looked into it. Crowley, your thoughts? You see Crowley kind of just staring at you and... Listen, this is going to sound terrible, but... If we have to make a new body to get this guy off of our back... There are enough people in this city who... Could be gone. If you catch my drift. Yeah. I catch your drift. Hmm. I leave the final decision to you, Blake. As I've stated many times, I'm a blunt object in this world. You point me at a task and I shall complete it, but... Well, either way, we're going to have to threaten him one way or another, aren't we? Can't kill him. Could maim him, perhaps, though. No, the maiming always comes right back. If they're still breathing, then they can say exactly who maimed them. And it's not as scary when you're not in the room with them. Just trying so hard to not fuck this one up. My record isn't, isn't stellar here, is it? So. None of your records are stellar. This gang's yeah. motto is literally, that's a problem for future us. Well, that's in that real. vein, then. In that vein, then. In that vein, I propose we go back to the office, get some gear, and then go and find him. Okay. Are you wanting to... Are you going to wait at his flat and ambush him when he's alone, or are you going to try and strong-arm him in public? Hmm. I think... I think at his flat. To the flat, then. To the flat? Okay. We're going balls deep on this one. Which leads me to the question, what kind of engagement is this are you just going ballsy. to well are you when we say ballsy are you going to lie in wait and scare the bejesus out of him are you going to break down the door are you going to just try and negotiate with him 
I does he, does he sound like the negotiating type to you? No, and my concern as well is that is he one of Hoxley's crew? He deals with horrors every day, so the fact of just trying to scare this man isn't going to go well for us either. I feel like we should probably, in some ways, I kind of want to take him in public. I, if if he if we get him wasted at a bar, then it's much more likely that we can convince him that he did something. If he was, especially, so you get him drunk, and we stage a murder. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm as ballsy as all hell, but I'm here for it. It doesn't even have to. I mean, and if it doesn't have, it could be a real murder too. At this point, you know, someone's got to go dead. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Not his. Yeah. Some random person. Yeah, homeless person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, homeless and crows for isn't there? I mean, yes, there are. They just didn't say a fucking child. Jesus Christ. Why, why would I say that? That's, that's I don't know. Y'all that... are fucked up. I'm, I'm traumatized, not psychotic yet. Yet? I mean, wasn't that one of the options unhinged? Yeah. I'm going to call this deception. Um, and we can call flashbacks to do setup of whether you actually try and convince him he did a murder or whatever throughout. Lovely. So, deception, method of deception, alcohol, and fancy words, really. Okay. You're getting him plastered, and then you're going to show him shit and kind of make his confused brain think he's a horrible person. Fine. One for luck. This is bold or daring. I mean, you're either faking or staging a murder to convince a guy he did it to get him to either... What's the end goal here? Are you going to help him hide it and then he owes you a favor? or The end goal is... So, in the end, I want him to wake up with Blake and I sitting in front of him in chairs and just like basically lying in a pool of blood that isn't his. And then go, hey, buddy. And then it, then the blackmail happens. And we've already basically handled, we'll, like, we'll handle this all for you. This is fine, but you did it. And we now own you. Okay, we're going for the blackmail option. Cool. Is this bold or daring? Yes. Does it expose the vulnerability of a target or hit them where they're weakest? I mean, you're exploiting his vice, so actually, yes, that's the first time this one is uh, applicable. Woo! Look at us, Matt. Picking up a die we never picked up before. Can friends or contacts provide aid or insight? Yes, Hoxley has given you the guy's name, the guy's habits, the guy's address. Culture bank. Are enemies or rivals interfering? No. 
Yeah, Are there way. any other elements you want to consider? Yes, but you don't know what those are, so... Mm. Three. Which isn't bad. As a one, a two, and a five. So we take the five and ignore the others. <laughs> Got real scared there. <laughs> Don't push yourself on, on, on the agent roll, can you? Neither. No, because I'm rolling, not you. And I'm always stressed. <laughs> no. Five, mixed resolve. So, let's see. You get... You find... It takes you a little while. But you find the pub he's tends to frequent. It's called the Sirens Call, because you know sailors. Though you know they sail over sand and all of that. But... What load are you, by the way? Light, medium, heavy. We've gone by the shop to pick this stuff up. I'm guessing. So yes. So you have the option of heavy if you want it. Okay, just leave in mind myself. Um, I am going to go heavy. You're going to go heavy? Okay. I'm going heavy. I've got, um, like, a, I've got like a satchel on each side. Ready to party. Uh, <laughs> Crowley's going light. Light, okay. Two ends of the stick, as it were. Heavy, you... Like, you have six. To choose from. You also remember, as hawkers, you have a hidden item that doesn't cost any load to use. That is one of your upgrades I gave you. Light, you have three. Plus the additional one. I keep, I keep opening the wrong... Because I have, like, the PDF of, like, the gang's character sheet. But I also have a bunch of PDFs for, like, some university reading I'm doing. There's some machine learning stuff where they keep using the quality of papayas that you can buy as an example. So I'm just like, ah, nice. oh, yes. Crime, crime, assets, stress. The quality papaya. of this papaya is established by the accuracy parameter involved in the model. What? Papaya. Why is there a papaya? Why is there a papaya during all this crime? They don't have papayas. This isn't the climate to grow papayas. This climate is shite. It's not nearly temperate enough for us to grow papayas here. Maybe in the neighboring city. But the Solace isn't the only city. And with a five, you've made it to the Siren's Call, which you did check the other two pubs before. Because I've got to say, Crowley gave you a rough description of kind of it's, he's not as beefy as you'd expect from these kind of crews. 
He's very mm. much more more the cabin boy than than like one of the gunners. It's he's got a decent amount of muscle on him. He looks mid twenties, dark skin, dark hair, dark eyes. Like the guy could be a fucking goth if he wanted to. Never try. He's missing the tip of his right ear, which is what what Hoxley told you about. Mm. Which is kind of what you gun as an indicator, and he's got the same style of tattoo as Hoxley does, indicating which crew he's a part of. He's got a broken spear on his shoulder. And he is just he is going to town with drinks. Your complication is he's not by himself. Is he with one person? Two people? A whole uh, group? It's a group of four in a booth. And they're definitely doing drinking games, like they're chanting and all of that. Like one of them flicks okay, like look. a bit. One of them flicks a copper into another one's drink and the other one has to down it. All guys or girls? There's a mix. Okay. Gender means nothing. The universe is inevitable. No, no, just just like trying to give me, uh, trying to give me bearings, sort of like what we could do. I mean, with... you can't majorly tell because any sailors, basically all the sailors have the same short cropped hair because, mm -hmm. you know, it stops the horrors from grasping onto it and ripping it out of their skulls. I mean, fair. Also, it gets hot, so. For reference point, this is kind of your standard pub. Bar at the front, bar keep doing idle things. Several booths on the sides, several tables in the middle. There's a darts board in the far back corner. And there's a very shit pool table that's slightly wonky. Not as wonky as the one we saw at EGX, Matt, but, you know, it could still give well, it a e run for its money. One well, at EGX literally was like something... Out of a twisted dimension, out of Silent Hill or something, you were literally just like horizontal. One of the corners was literally just like up here. <laughs> like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was flat and then up there. Nice. Which is really, that... really funny from the amount of oomph you'd have to put in to put anything into that pocket because someone definitely probably got hit in the face with a pool ball. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, That's a ramp. Yeah, exactly. A ramp. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, so walking into this pub and seeing, um, that he is with other people. How many other people are in this pub right now, would you say? So, you've got the barkeep, you've got that group of four, including Julian. You've got a group of six who look kind of, they look studenty. In, like, the mid-tables, there's a couple playing darts, and there's, there's a few... I don't know, they look like washerwomen, like the equivalent. They've clearly just come from, like, dealing with all the fucking laundry of the world and are plowing through a whole bottle of whiskey. And there's that's like a group of five. So five, six, two, four. Yeah, not that many. Wonderful. It's about 20-odd uh, people in this room in total. Perfect. Uh, walking into the bar then, seeing that Julian is with other people... Crowley would loudly go, 
Barkeep. Round of drinks. On us. Whole bar. Needless to say, literally everyone goes fucking ballistic. Exactly. What, we think, what the fuck? There's a lot of people just going, Wait, the danger! And while they're all going batshit mental, I will look at Blake and go, Hopefully you can hold your booze. This is probably going to be a long night. I guess. <laughs> I. I guess it, I guess the voices in my head will have to help me out on this one, won't they? No. Um, right. In any case, I think I've got. I have an idea. Um, Lord help me. Is anyone playing on the pool table? No, no one's on the pool table right now. There are people on the darts, but not on the pool table. Hmm. There's a sign on the pool table that says Ask Barkeep for pool cues. Because mm. mm. brackets, not to brain people with, you morons. Yes. Yes. Um, so, 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 Mommy, whereabouts is the, the sirens called? Is it in process? It's in the dockyards. In the dockyards, okay. This, like, his apartment where you met Foxley, all of this is all in the same region. Okay, cool. This is like a ten-minute walk from his flat. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll 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 whisper, we'll whisper the crowd. Like, could maybe I could maybe distract them by puffing them at pool or well, trying to. We have to go make some introductions first before that can happen. Of course, but I'm saying I could challenge them to, to that, and that can keep their therefore busy whilst you give Julian the once over, as it were. Well, we'll see how the night goes there, Blake. It's an option, that's what I'm saying. Not okay. a good option, My record's not good here. You've announced that you're paying for 20 odd people's drinks the barkeep has i'm gonna remove one coin from the game because this many people free drink probably about a week's wages which is about a coin so. yeah i was gonna kill us just throwing money around this uh episode I mean, sorry like, gang like and mariella brought bought a giant haunted sword for like five coins so you know yeah i don't feel bad anymore the gang earns enough passive income that it's less of an issue. Mm. As I said, strippers and, and drugs. And Velocity brings more money as well. That's not no set one up ever yet. Win. Shut up. No, no one ever wins. Uh, but Crowley would go to the bar, uh, get a drink for Blake and himself, and then make his way over to the... The table of four with Julian at that. So is Julian is one of the four or four plus Julian? One of the four. Okay, cool. Uh, Crowley, give me a study or survey roll, please. Just to kind of get a glance at this group. I got one dot in both. You can I'll push do yourself, ask for devil's bargain, assist, etc. 
I did I actually. Help? If you help, you take one stress. Crowley gets an extra die. I was gonna say what I'll do is maybe I'll just like I, I'll help by like pass by giving him more information or something. I will happily take one stress. Okay, one stress, extra die, Crowley. All right. Well, that's not great. That's a one and a three. Both failures. Yeah, you. He just kind of looks like a standard, slightly buff cabin boy. There's nothing really of note to you. Uh, as we get to the table, Crowley, may we join you? Voice, voice, voice. <laughs> well, considering you just bought us a drink, I'll allow it. That's from, like, the really buff guy in the corner. Julian just kind of goes, Hey, hello! It's Drinky Man. Drinky Man. Drinky Man. He's about four shots deep. How tall is he? It's hard to tell sitting down. Hard to tell sitting down. You're guessing about 5'8", five, 5'9"? Okay, cool. Um, Blake will have a little have a glance on the table. The buff one does get his attention, like, mm. but eyes eyes on focus, focus. <laughs> I wasn't sure if Blake was like sizing him up as a boyfriend or something. No, just like, can can appreciate good looks, you know. These guys are definitely more rugged than traditionally handsome. <laughs> The lasses do right. look like they could break you over their knee without breaking a sweat. Mm. And would enjoy it. <sighs> so, as Blake sits down, is it like like bench of six sort of feet feet each side of a sort of thing, or is it like round a circular table? Benches. Benches, okay. So I'm, sit I'm guessing we're sitting one other side then. <laughs> I'd guess so, because unless you all you want to awkwardly cram like five people. <laughs> oh no, yeah, I probably would have pulled up a chair to the edge of the yeah. side of the booth. Or table, I mean. Like we'll sit in the booth. <laughs> also stop to You're right next to Sorry. one of the ladies that could bent press you. Okay. Hmm. So what brings you here then? Sip, One of the ladies just kind of snorts on her drink, as if it's really fucking obvious it's called alcohol. The other one elbows I... her in the side and is like, "Well, you know, I like alcohol. Need a drink." I, I wasn't meaning the bar. I was meaning, of meaning what brings you to it up. What brings you here? Oh, honey, you're not the brightest tack in the drawer, are you? Well, I... There are many docks around this world, not just here, in Asalus. Do you mean, do I live here in Asalus locally, or do you mean, am I here travelling? That's what I meant, yes, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I, I get nervous around beautiful men, so I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, honey, that's very sweet, but you're barking up the wrong tree. Oh, I see. 
I see. I have a friend who may like You, you. notice that the women, like, one of the women has her arms slung around the other one. In a I very much a, this is my fucking girlfriend. Like I say, I have a friend who may like you. But in any case, um... <laughs> Blake yeah, encouraging I've, I've... threesomes, apparently. <laughs> Normal things are fine. Um, so, um, what brings you to a solace? I mean, the one who's like being more friendly with you is like, I mean, I'm a local, so I live here. Oh, well, nice, nice. Well, I'm... My girls from from the other cities, but you know, obviously oh, cool. now oh, we're cool. both here, so. Well, 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 uh, that's really, really cool. Um, you know, I'm, I'm Blake really terrible at small talk. I'm not unlike Matt. <laughs> not unlike not unlike Matt in real life, too. Fair. Crowley watching Blake bomb will. So, what's the game we're playing here? Looking at the coins and the drinks in front of them. Oh. It's standard classic. It's basically this is like the buff guy in the corner. It's like right. So basically, see these coins and your drinks. I mean, it's basically just a way to get each other plastered faster. But if you can flick that coin and it lands in their drink without them stopping it, they have to chug the whole thing at once. Well, and the and then. Huh? And a coin? No, we're not making each other eat metal. We're not trying to get lead poisoning or whatever, you dingus. So I'm using the game. You dropped on your head as a kid. No, more recently, actually. That explains story. a bit. Anyway, but. I mean, we don't keep a major score, but if someone's really losing, then they pay for the next round. Easy. Obviously, you just paid for this round, so you get off free. Well, another round then, I think, is in order, and Crowley will pick up a coin. Are you trying to get it into Jibian's glass? Uh, actually, first of all, I'm not going for Julian's. I'm going to go for the uh, buff guy's glass. Okay. Uh, finesse, I guess. Or an equivalent, if you can swing it. Uh, I got a, I got a dot in finesse. I'll go for it. I'll go for it. I'll push myself as well. Okay. <laughs> what we're pushing ourselves for. Yeah. Hey, there's a. It's a one, but the other one's a six. Okay, take two stress. Blink. You kind of, as you say, another round's in order. You kind of swiftly, in a very dexterous movement, just kind of flit a coin into your hand and just ping. And. Buff boy tries to move his glass out the way, but he actually moves it into the range of fire and lands in it. And he's got like a half full thing of some kind of whiskey mix. Sees it land and is like, ah, fuck. 
hard luck. Uh, rolls a roll, and he'll chug his drink. I mean, I guess I'm gonna make clocks for absolutely plastered for everyone at the table. Okay, this could go well or badly. I will say that Crowley's plan is, and he is trying to relay this via iMessage to Blake, that we need to get the other three wasted here first. Um, how obvious are you making that? Because I'm not entirely sure Blake... Probably not obvious the... enough, then. Do I... Have to do a check for that, GM. I'm gonna say I'm gonna call it a flashback of just you agreed on this before that okay. you were going to try and get like the plan was to get him drunk and if he wasn't alone, get everyone else off kilter enough that they wouldn't notice anything. Cool. Okay. Oh. Because I had to think of it, take one stress like for the flashback. Each? No, just one for you. Oh, okay, for me. Because you're the one thinking that Blake's an idiot, so I'll punish you for that. <laughs> have self-belief, Blake. I have plenty of self-belief. So we'll say like, like a, a coordination of eyebrow movements come my way from Crowley, and I remembered them because Crowley drilled it into my head before we left the office. Basically, the entire, like, hour walk you were just aggressively eyebrowed at. Mm -hmm. Double like, pump oh. means that we get them drunk. What part of this are you not getting, Blake? Double pump! They attack eyebrows! I could take bottle tops off with these. <laughs> Double pump! Okay, I miss Pierre Capaldi. <laughs> we all do. He's not dead, but we just miss him. <laughs> okay, so you want to try and get the others at the table all drunk, yes? We need to get them drunk quickly as well. Um, how about I go to the bar to get the drinks? That doesn't guarantee them to drink it, though. No, I was at the bar to get the drinks, and um, while the bar was not looking, maybe add a little of... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> maybe add a little home brew to each of their glasses to get them drunk faster. Okay. Sure. Pick off a box of load for drunk. This, this would be this would be Drinking Crowley's could be Crowley's special mix from home. I'm guessing. Yeah, you've gotten like his like fucking cordial, and it's just that like this cordial will kill man. Uh, <laughs> actually, there's like four hundred proof. Yeah. Actually, brew it in a uh, old uh, engine. Can also be used to. Uh, Lubricate the door. But you know, I drink it. It's fine. <laughs> the damn fucking door. Yeah. Cowley's booze powder. If you love that door so much, why don't you marry it? 
Give him Charles he will. If Jonathan can find the right paperwork. So yeah, I would have done that while they're not while the um while the bartender wasn't looking afterwards and then bring the drink back to the table. Giving mine to my myself and Crowley. Okay. That's Barkeep doesn't care. Excellent. He's seen enough students do this kind of thing that he's just like, ah, fuck it. Oh god, he thinks I'm roofing them, god. Yes, he does. You, you basically are. You basically are, honey. Not for that intent, but that's what you're doing. You never know the buff one could be useful later. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Mario, you need more security? Disclaimer! <laughs> no! <laughs> this episode so far has featured Matt shaking his tits and Matt roofing someone. <laughs> I had a great plan in my head, but it's not where I thought it was going to go, so I had to completely think what I was going to do. Okay. Uh, probably like a sniper is going for one of the ladies' glasses. Alright, give me... Just give me another finesse. You've done this once already, so you've kind of got your eye in for it, so this is a controlled position. Alright, I'm not going to push myself this time. I'm just going to go for it. Hope for the best. Oh my god, that's another six. Crawley is sniping. Yeah, the, um... You aim for the one that hasn't really spoken yet of the two lasses. And as much as her girlfriend sees it coming, she doesn't do anything to stop you. Just kind of watches with a smirk and you just go, quick. And she kind of, she looks at her glass, sees like the coin sinking into it. And she's like, ah, for fuck's sake. And just, whoop, chugs it. For reference for you lot, I have a four-piece clock for everyone on this list. Including you two. Speaking of... Buff Boy is going to take a shot. As is Julian. Buff Boy misses. Probably because he's mildly being punched in the face by alcohol. Julian does not miss, however. Uh, Blake coin goes pick into your glass. Okay. Do you drink it or do you just not? I proceed to drink it. I proceed to drink it, knowing it's not as strong as theirs. I didn't pocket the, I didn't pocket the coin. <laughs> Eat it for the table, Blake. Steal the coin later. Do the crime later. This is set up. I put the coin back in the lake. <laughs> I'll go back in and I'm like, oh, yes, of course. No, Blake, you have to take a shot. You have the coin now. Shoot at someone's. I see. I see. Yeah, once you have your coin. Um, I will aim for Julian. 
Yeah, Junior's one. Okay, roll a finesse, or if you can swing it as a different type of roll, you're welcome to try. I'm not a doctor finesse. Hmm. Devil's bargain, please. Alright, uh. What's the hid option before we roll? <laughs> Devil's bargain, I'll give you an extra die for this. Mm hmm. But if you fail, you have to drink his glass. Because he's going to ping you straight back with the coin. Oof. Oof. So right. you've just roofied his glass. These two. Going back, give me box. I'm bringing out the, the, uh, the poison set. You can also push yourself to get another box. I am going to take the devil's bargain. Okay. Six and a three. Take the six. Take the six. You Ooh. slam it into Julian's face. I flash a cheeky grin. Oh. Uh, Crowley. Can you roll me 2d6, please? Oh no. This is a fortune roll to see kind of the strength of this stuff that Blake's lifted and put in their glasses. Uh, it's a five and a two. Okay, Julian is unconscious. And just as uh, Blake does that and has the toothy grin on his face for looking or shooting the uh, into Julian's glass, he gets a supremely dirty look from Crowley <laughs> as... The plan was to get the others drunk. Double pump. <laughs> Julian is drooling onto the table now. Is he's he in the corner? Of, is he in the corner of... of, of no, me? Buff Boy's in the corner. So Buff Boy, then... Buff Boy, Julian, you. Okay, so he's like sort of leaning on me now, is he sort of? He's drooling into Buff Boy's shoulder currently, but Buff Boy does just kind of go, nope. And kind of puts him on you, so you now have a drooling Julian. You're welcome. Okay. I think he, I think maybe he had a bit too much. <laughs> How about I take him as I get some fresh air? I put his arm over my shoulder to help him out the booth. Outside to get some air. Removing him from the table. Buff boy comes with you. Oh yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he kind okay. of has his drink in one hand and kind of puts the rest, like the main bulk of Julian's weight, on him because. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, um, my name's my, name, my name's Riley, Mr. Riley. How? What's your name? I mean, I don't go by Mister. I'm just Andre. Oh, no, no, I, 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 I just, yeah. Come on, Rye. Let's get this, let's get this idiot outside. Oh, no. Okay. We can throw some water on him or something. Okay. The barkeep does kind of look up, sees you leaving with Julian, but then sees Buff Boy also leaving and is like, okay, maybe I don't need to intervene. 
Because if Buff Boy hadn't come, the guy may have called the blue coats on you for roofing someone and trying to leave with them. Oh god, it's your what it was. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh no, consequences. <laughs> the consequences! It's in blaze! <laughs> so yeah, outside. Okay, um, so we'll come back to you in a second. We'll stay okay, at the cool. table with Crowley okay. and the two girls. One of which has landed a coin on <laughs> the glass, Crowley. Uh, Crowley will slam back his drink, and as he does, he will, though, take, because uh, he still does have, now he has two coins, technically, because I think the other one shot a shot. So, as he's slamming his drink back, he will take his shot, and one at each of them, real quickly. Yep. Oh, wow. I went off the table. Uh, that's a five, and hold on, I gotta grab another d6, because I dropped my other one. And a five. Two fives. I'm going to roll Fortune to see if they move their thing quickly enough. So I've kind of got it. Sixes, it lands and there's nothing they can do about it. Four or five, they have a chance to catch it. Okay, the... The one that was talking nicely to Blake deftly moves her glass out of the way and just kind of gives you a grin of, nice try. Girlfriend, not so much. She, she's clearly still feeling the effects of the alcohol after having just taken a shot. So, Plink takes hers and she doesn't pass out. She just kind of goes, no, no, I'm done. And just kind of lies down. It's like, I have a nap now. And has just taken her girlfriend's arm and is just using it as a pillow. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. The conscious one just kind of looks at you and is like, well, that's me stuck for the night then. Oh, well, I guess uh, if you want to keep playing one-on-one, -on -one, we can, but otherwise... Nah, I, I should probably stay semi-sober to be able to carry her home later. Yes, well, um, well, it was fun playing. This was a great time. I should probably go check on my compatriots and make sure that they are doing well. She kind of, she smiles and she's like, well, if you ever up for a game of darts, give me a shout. You've got a good eye for it. I will remember. I didn't catch your name. Carol. Right. Carol, was wonderful meeting you. Name is John. Hi, John. That's Susan. Kind of patting her girlfriend on her head, like... Who just kind of, of looks up and is like... Oh. Is she a horse? No! If you must know, this is a... I randomly picked two of my family members' names. And neither of them are horses. Yeah, uh, Crowley will stand up and put his chair back to where he took it from because he's not a dickhead and then will uh, make his way uh, outside slowly not to make it too conspicuous but just generally like oh I should go check on my friend Parky does kind of see you sees spots kind of Susan with her head in her arms but sees that Carol's still there and just kind of like nods it's like it's very much an acknowledgement of 
Thanks for coming. And carries on with sorting alcohol bottles. And you get outside. Cut back about two minutes. Like, you get outside with Buff Boy and Julian, who's absolutely plastered. And, you know, the cold air does... this. It's always kind of smoggy here, so it's cold, but it's also like, eh. The air just the thing with, isn't nice. The thing was Arthur, didn't you? Andre. Oh, Andrew. Yes, Andrew. Andre. Andre, sorry. I hate Andrew. This isn't like fucking Argos again. <laughs> oh, I remember you were going right, I saw. Andre, yeah. Okay, so... Um, so maybe we should, like, maybe we should take him home. Andre kind of leans down, just kind of smacks Julian across the face. Wake up! Wake up, idiot! Julian's like, no. Yeah, we let's, let's we better get him home. We better get him home. Yeah, maybe. And it hoists Julian up enough that. His feet are kind of dangling rather than. His buff boy's 6'3. Yeah. How tall is Blake? Oh. 5'10? Okay, so there's, okay. a little, there's a bit of a weird gap between where Julian's resting or both of you. Hmm. But as you kind yeah, of you get him up enough and he's mumbling like he's semi-conscious it's just kind of coin and crowley strides out to join the pair of you ah yes um we are we're helping get him home oh wise um i i shall accompany you then flashback yes Whilst Crowley was teaching me some eyebrow raises, I was teaching him some in return. Specifically, the uh, the symbol of we'll kill this one. I know. How much stress? <laughs> no stress, because that can count with your other one. Okay. <laughs> oh, Andre. I've... I'd already assumed that uh, Andre wasn't long for this world anymore. <laughs> if he right. wasn't such a big bloke, I would take him out right now. But then we have to carry you two bodies. Know, you don't know what I what I what I'm, what I'm gonna offer in my satchel yet. <laughs> it's true. We've only ticked off roofies from load thus far. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Please, no, please don't no. listen to this for like a decade and a half, Cooper. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, so it's like a couple minutes away from the house. Is it? Or Do you one? say that? I'm asking you. You know it's it's only like a ten minute walk. Ten minute walk. Ten minute walk. Ten minute walk. But. Yeah. Andre doesn't know you know where they where he lives. No, no, they did that. They did that. was Matt asking the GM. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Andre kind of um, gestures mm. and is like, 
Is it far? Is it far? Where he lives, or? Uh, it's about ten minutes. It's not far. Okay. It's okay. Back near the old okay. tattoo parlors. Okay. What we'll do? We'll get him up there, get him to bed, then I buy a drink. Okay. Yeah, it ain't your fault. This guy can't hold his liquor. Well, no, but you know, at least I can do, and you know, you seem like a nice enough guy. Oh yeah, I didn't catch your name. Looks at, looks at Crowley. Oh, uh, John. John and Riley. All right. All right. I'm Andre. Throw a C in there, yes. and you got a real famous actor. Get in the bin. Hey, both of you get in the bin. Trash mammals. <laughs> Absolute trash pandas. You are both trash pandas, this is true. Yes! That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're trash pandas. Blades in the trash panda. <laughs> you just kind of feel hoist and kind of... I'm assuming you're not doing anything until you get back to the building. No, I'm not completely stupid. Blue coats could be anywhere. So you kind of just hoist him. Taking, you know, it's heavy. There are a few times yeah. you have to kind of stop the stop him from getting like wedged in narrow alleyways, or from like just smashing his knees into a bin. Hmm. You're growing a bit, I'm guessing. But you get to the address. You kind of. You see Andre kind of reaches into Julian's pocket. Very much in the I've done this a million fucking times. Mm. Approach. Pulls out a key, unlocks the door, kind of kick he kicks it open in that way of I don't have any hands free, so I'm just going to use my legs. Yeah. And you guys kind of shuffle Julian through. He then looks at the staircase and is like, Ugh. Oh, you had. Oh, yeah, he's a heavy bugger. Right. It's only one flight of stairs, thankfully. If he lived on the top floor, like one of his crewmates does, I'd bloody strangle him. Take the legs and uh, continues to ca and carry up the stairs. You basically carry him upstairs like a like an old mattress. Yeah. And he he like in an interesting thing. He kind of turns the head of the key that you use for the front door, and the teeth arrangement on the key actually change slightly. Hmm. So it's a two-in-one key, actually. I make note of that, and I get the cool idea. It's a good security measure as well, because people don't expect one key to be the answer to both doors. But hey, ho, because you went for this method, you didn't have to figure that out yourself. I'm going to make a note of that, because I'm going to use that in the future, I think. He opens the door, and it's a very din. It's definitely a dingy sure leave kind of apartment it's bare essentials mostly perishable foods shitty mattress in the corner 
shitty sofa that they definitely found, like, discounted. And simple kind of lamps. And a whole bunch of books. Seems Julian likes to read. I see. I see. I see. So. But also, I'm... would you notice this? Yes, because you're going to his bedside. There's a signet ring on the bedside. Is it noticeable? Is it noteworthy? Not noteworthy to you. Could be noteworthy to Crowley if he notices. What is Crowley noticing? Sorry. Uh, at Julian's bedside, now you've gotten to the flat, there's a signet ring on the side with a little epitaph of Sorry, in a, minute. a bird. Oh no. Is it Fendril's bird? Yes, it's the same hawk that Fendril had. Suddenly, oh, the council connection makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Is. Fendril, his uncle? Ah, oh, son of a biscuit. Well, that's interesting to note. Um, okay, uh, so... <laughs> we're, we're at Julian's bedside. Um, alright, cool. <laughs> I mean, Julian's been put down and is just kind of lying there drooling into his pillow. You know, as you do. It's not a thing you'd expect, but hey, this is where we are. I've never been drunk in my life, yet somehow this is what I'm describing. Accurate. I've seen many. I've seen many. I've seen people. many a drunk person. So, so, so we get putting him into bed. I'm guessing. Yeah. So Julian's in bed, and now Andre's just kind of making sure he won't choke on his own vomit, but. He's very much preparing to leave. As he, so he's got his back to us at the moment, is he? Leaning over Julian? I mean, he's opposite you. Because you had one arm each. Yeah. So he's on the other side of the bed currently. I have... Good idea. I have idea. Oh, no. uh, okay. Alright. How are we going to murder Andre, who's just trying to help his drunk friend get home? Blake will raise his eyebrows at Crowley as if they distract him. So, Andre, what uh, what do you do for fun? You... He's kind of putting Julian in the recovery position as he says this. It's very much a practiced hand of, yep, this idiot. Oh, I mean, I like... I'm not much of a sportsman. I used to really enjoy... I used to enjoy sport, but... I had an injury, so... Not as fun anymore. Is he, lo is he looking at Crowley? No, he's looking at Julian. He's putting his friend... He's dealing with his friend. It's very much like a... It's just like having a conversation at the same time. Mm. You should look at Crowley. <laughs> Julian, not Julian, uh, Andre does start elaborating on how he's started to find a love of drawing, despite the fact that there's very little in a solace that's pretty enough to draw. I see what I do, but I, I just in case it goes wrong, I wanted to be looking at you, Crowley. Oh, okay. 
I don't We're know if you can allow literally fish. going to kill this guy no matter what, so it doesn't yeah, really matter. GM, I'll have you allow this. Out of my, out of my right side, I produce a, sh a shotgun. It says a large weapon is available. It does take two load. Okay, you pull out a shotgun. Mark two load. Okay. Maybe when they say large weapon, they mean like a sword or something. It's also a huge weapon as well, to be fair. But... Or a rifle or something. Not like a fucking shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Um. Um. I I step back and pull the trigger. Twice. Excuse me whilst I look up the shotgun burst rate of their <laughs> of their shells. Here is a double if it's a I'm using a double barreled one, that's what I'm thinking. But if it's a single barrel then just one. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, because shotgun, when you fire a shotgun bullet, it's not one bullet. It's a... It's a cartridge, so it's a, it's It's a yeah. cartridge, it's a shrapnel cartridge, really. Yeah. So I'm just trying to figure out... Chaddy's got his head in his hat! I'm not the... This, this is... This, this is fine. I'm partly trying to figure out if Crowley's in the fucking firing line, and if Julian's in the firing line here. Oh! Yeah. The the ghost boy. I assume you're gonna pull out a ghost and do something ridiculous. I thought he was I have like a pistol pistols a and knife. rifles and I chloroform. I have all of that stuff. That's that's what I do. Shotgun professor. <laughs> I pulled out a pistol last time, how he challenged you and did a perfect shot, so I've been practicing. But you pulled out a fucking shotgun. <laughs> is this a standard shotgun or is this a custom? Uh, is that a custom? Basically, I'm saying, is it a 12 gauge or is this a 20 gauge? Oh, what's the difference? Firepower. Um, the le le least less powerful one for sure. Okay, okay. As much as I'd like to say twenty, um, no. <laughs> okay. First, I need you. I mean, first things first. Both by the quality of this thing, and by the fact that you've shot a few pistols, you've not shot anything massive, which means, unlike Crowley, you would not be anticipating the recoil on a shotgun. So, you can either, you can resist this and it will shoot straight and you will have a dislocated shoulder, level 2 harm. Mm -hmm. Or you can have level one harm, just bruised shoulder, and but the shot will go a bit wide. I will take the level two harm. Level two harm, dislocated shoulder. Where is it? Where is it? Level two harm. 
Crowley, I'm gonna say with your military experience, the moment you hear a shotgun being cocked, you're going to jump backwards. <laughs> because you're not an idiot. Oh yeah, no, Crowley will turn and dive. Turn and dive. You know about the spread on shotgun shells. Welcome to science with Caitlin. Am I rolling? This or... Well, if you're... If you're resisting... I am. Uh, so roll... Roll one die. Five. So you take one stress, because it's six minus five. Oof. Good. So you have a stress, a level two harm, and... But the shot does not go wide and hit Julian. No. Yeah. Given the beefiness of Andre, he actually stops one of one of the spreads from getting Julian in the arm. So But because you fired this fucker twice, as you specified, you've I mean I can't really roll fortune for two point-blank range shotgun blasts on an unarmored man. He is dead. <laughs> so dead. <laughs> there, you have almost blasted a fucking hole through him. You can see bits of bone shrapnel shredding through his insides along with these pistols and these bits of lead because when these fire it's it's a portion of lead bullets yes absolutely so and because you fired it twice you could see a bit of this guy's spine and he is bleeding out and like the first one he kind of staggers kind of looks down at this massive hole in his stomach and kind of looks across at Julian and almost kind of staggers as if to shield him. Which does shield Julian in the end because with a dislocated shoulder it's a lot harder to brace yourself. And the second shot fires through him and you can now see bits of his spine and it's horrifying. Crowley, you're just there like, what's the absolute fuck? As Andre slumps to the ground and blood is going everywhere and your ears are ringing. Because you're a military man, I'm not going to give you any harm for, you know, a point-blank range shotgun blast to your hearing. But if it was any other character, they would be taking harm right now. Crowley from the ground is just going to turn and look at Blake. Where in the fuck did you get a shotgun? Well, after what happened with the pyre, I started... I invested in a little security. Blake, I... I don't even know what to say to you at this moment. Once my ears stop ringing, I'm not going to throttle you, but okay. We could have done that in so many other ways that were so much quieter. 
Indeed. But, you know, what I've done now, I drop the shotgun in Julian's lap and then try to wake him up. The bell goes. <gasps> oh, cool. That's what bell. happens when you fucking kill someone here. Oh, shit. The spirit wardens. The spirit wardens have been alerted to a death. Julian's spirit is loose. Well, not Julian's. Eh. Andre's spirit is loose. Oh, he's a fucking lab. So they will. So they are locking onto that and will come and retrieve him. You know, okay, to stop ghosts okay. from going everywhere. So you, because that was two shotgun blasts in an apartment building that is in no way soundproofed. I'm putting a six-piece clock before the blue coats arrive, along with the spirit okay. wardens. Okay. <clears throat> I, try, I start slapping Julian to wake him up. Sure, I'm gonna say the shotgun blast fucking woke him almost. And kind of sobered mm. him up. No, stop hitting me, man. You fucking idiot! You, you fuck are you? You you shot your friend! You fucking idiot! W what? I I mean, wait, what? Are you? Uh... you shotgun in hand. Look him. Kind of like in that drunken glaziness, he just kind of glances. And he's like, shotgun. Didn't know I owned a shotgun. You bought it from a man in the bar. It's half not true. How gun um, purchases work, but okay. It's half true. It's just like shotgun. Oh, it's warm. The barrel is warm. Yes, you fired it twice. This is in a monologue. Oh. Stop yelling at him. Poisoning out of the poisoning out that side. And then he sees Andre. And a anything he was about to say dries up in his throat, and he just kind of drops. He drops the gun, which thankfully does not go off again, because you didn't put the safety on or anything, because you're an idiot. Well, I couldn't put a safety on it; wouldn't, it wouldn't look realistic, would it? Sure. <laughs> Got you there. <laughs> I didn't think we could top postcode lottery in a severed ear, yet here we fucking are. <laughs> Kerry's just missing me saying how blade's going. <laughs> I'm so glad that Alex and Kerry have had to rearrange for after this. Because I'm going to need more than 10 minutes to salvage this shit. <laughs> for the benefit of the tape, we decided to, like, sometimes I run these blaze things back to back because it's just easier and everyone's in pairs. And because it's a Sunday and I don't do much on a Sunday, that would work. But Kerry and Alex have had to rearrange and that's fine. But it does mean I have to deal with this. <laughs> he sees his friend and kind of a, a kind of mournful sound just comes from him. And he's just like, Andre? 
entree? This isn't fun. This isn't funny. Uh, get get up. Get up. I, I, t I told you I don't like pranks. Andre? And he kind of staggers off the bed and kind of falls because he is fucking roofy drunk. And it's just kind of... You know like when you touch something to check it's real? He's doing that with Andre's cooling corpse because he doesn't want it to be real. He wants this to be some sort of drunk fever dream. Kind of cradling Andre's head and just kind of looks up at you, Blake. He hasn't really noticed you, Crowley, because, you know, Blake's the one yelling at him. It's like, what do you mean I did this? You were having an argument, and one thing to another, and you pull, and you told him to stop shouting at you, and he wouldn't, and you pulled the trigger twice. I tried to stop you. Look, we need to get you Command, out of here. Command, consort, or sway. Command, okay. Okay, While this is going on, since he hasn't really noticed me, can I kind of, like, slip out to see, like, make sure there's no one coming yet, like, none of the neighbors are, like, coming this way? I'll take sway and push myself. Yep, you can ask for Devil's Bargain, etc. You can flash back if there's something you think could help. At this point, um... Maybe you actually say words. Um... <laughs> um... I will take a sway with, um... Um... But I will listen to Devil's Bargain. I will think of one, uh... Crowley... There are two people in the stairwell. One of which is Hoxley who's on the third floor and is looking down like, what the absolute fuck? And then kind of sees you and is like, oh, and goes back into his flat. <laughs> and one of which is kind of an older woman, kind of an elderly woman, who's on the bottom yeah. floor, clearly because she can't climb stairs. And it's just kind of like, what's that racket? Oh, she is it. Perfect. Uh, I'm in a yell down kind of masking my voice so it's not my normal voice as well the person who has live lives here has attacked their friend quick get the blue coats see we gotta get you out of the blue coats arrive quickly the, okay the, the old lady kind of like at like fast for old lady speed but agonizingly slow for you and it makes her way out the door she doesn't have a zimmer frame she's just going <laughs> kind of like determined old person walk like there's good cake at the garden centre and she fucking wants it I see ah, no, ah. I like good cake too yes well, no not bad cake to be fair um, I've spent Caroline. a lot of time in garden centres <laughs> John you get him out of here Who are you two? We clean up our people's messes for them. Then why are you here? You couldn't have known this was happening. No, we just happened. No, this is just what we 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 were just look. We happened to do it as our main job, okay? The fact that we were here just as a happy coincidence. 
I'm happy, Quinton. Whatever. I take my shotgun, put it put it in my satchel, and then grab him and start dragging him towards the door. You need to get you out of here now. Okay. Your devil's bargain here. You can convince him to go with you. That's fine. Okay. But there is a 50% chance you will spend the night in jail. 50% chance? As in, I will roll a dice and if it's odd or even. Is it me or both of us? Well, it will be you and Julian, because you're dragging him. I meant Crowley. That's what I meant. Crowley's separate. He's not That's attached fine, to this guy and he's not holding a warm shotgun. That sounds fair. That is cool. Okay. I'm not covered in blood. That too. You did Which get you... battered. That's why I wear black. That's cool. Also, okay, Crowley yeah. I... dived to the floor whilst you just kind of stood there and watched this guy get shot. Take you there a bargain. Yes. Okay, roll sway then. And we'll see Rolls. how much Rolls he sway. fights. We've... I'm going to push myself as well. He's basically, so you're that, basically rolling to see how much he fights you as you take him out. So is that two stress? Two stress to push yourself, yes. I'd say you can have another die actually because Crowley's yelling to get the blue coats is assisting Thanks. the ruse. Okay, so three dice. Just this once, please. Aethia's praying. Yeah, right. Oh no. A one, a one, and a five. Okay. Take five. Thank goodness for thank goodness for, for um Crowley. Yes. The five. It takes you a few moments to manage to peel him off Andre's body. He doesn't want to let go of his friend. That's understandable. He's still shocked and grieving and scared and confused and you know, plastered. But when you do, like, he kind of staggers out with you, like, shell-shocked, and his hands, because you chucked the gun on them, I'm gonna say... His hands are bloody because he's been, like, holding Andre, which means that there are no powder burns on his hands. There are powder burns on yours, because when you discharge a weapon such as this, Gunpowder. These are old ones. So, gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, Anyone who's played Ace Attorney will know gunpowder burns. Absolutely, I've played Ace Attorney many times, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Why is this campaign just showing how much Caitlin knows about fucking weapons and death? This is concerning. <laughs> Please do not follow us, CIA. They already follow me, it's fine. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Gabe? Chad, behind you. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Get out the garden, Gabe. Now I've got to wait for sleep. Hayden's smiling. I'm not sure it's good or bad. I don't know whether this is a smile of evil intent or whether this is a smile of desperation. <laughs> this might just be a coping mechanism. Who knows? Okay, you get out the old lady. 
has got the blue coats. Good job, lady. She's kind of leading. She's got one of them's like taken her by the arm and is trying to make her walk faster whilst explaining the situation. Crowley, you have. You can see them just about to enter the building with spirit wardens in their creepy masks and their weird robes just kind of gliding in behind them. They have not seen you yet. Blake and Julian have just staggered out the door. With you, so they're nearby. And uh, there is there another set of staircase like behind me? Fire escape, or anything? There's a door that could lead to a fire escape because it's not one of the numbered flats, but you're not sure because you don't know this building very well. Uh, I will, uh, going straight towards the blue coats, I will go, you're too late. They've already, he's already escaped. He's already on his way. What do you mean? Where did he go? What does he look like? Descriptions, man. Uh, he had dark hair, uh, dark skin. It looked like, um, he... Um, uh, he looked like a sailor, I think. Uh, he already fled towards, back down the road, the way, the opposite way that you were all coming from. Kind of, like, sets, sets out a series of whistles, and several of the men who came with him dart off in the direction you indicated. One darts off in the other way, just a flank round. And he's left there with, like, the old woman on his arm. The spirit wardens, however, are float are making their way towards the staircase. Okay. As this as this blue coat's kind of shouting up and down with you, because you're still a floor above, and he's just yeah. like getting information by yelling. Can I can I drag um, Julian to what I am hoping is a fire escape, and not like a broom closet? This is the question: Is it a fire escape? Is it a broom closet? Either way, either way, we're going in there. <laughs> okay, uh... The door's open, that's fine. You can just open it. It is, however, a broom closet. Oh dear, we're hiding in here. We're going to hide in a broom closet, okay. Well, I've, I've got the weapon! I'm covered in blood! I can't get down the stairs! There is no helicopter pad! <laughs> you know? <laughs> this is going to be a lock for me inside job. Yep. This is going to sound really bad as well, but uh, Crowley's now out of here. Crowley's gone. <laughs> I got to get out Basically, the, the blue coat kind of gestures for you to come down and takes the description of the man. And he's kind of like, was he covered in blood? Was he, was it a knife? Do you know? Oh, uh, I was, I heard the sound. I, it was some sort of large gun as my best guess. It was fired twice and... It's it woke me in. I was visiting a friend up there, and oh, it was loud. He was covered in blood, running down the road. Okay, bloodied. Loud gun. You said he would look like a sailor, yes. Yes, I believe so. Then probably a shotgun, not a rifle. Ah, uh, kind of uh, says that uh, to himself. Because. In Asalis, it's kind of, it's military-issued rifles. 
are very common. There aren't a lot of like hunting rifles that people use. People either use pistols or shotguns. That's it. Kind of takes notes. He's like, okay, uh, this place is with the lady here's she's she says you sent her to go get the blue coats correct yes uh do you have a do you have a name just so i can put it on the arrest reports uh john john uh what apartment were you visiting uh i was up at apartment eight eight thank you uh we may get in contact with you via your friend just in case something comes up, but between the pair of you, you've given me a lot of information. So, this is now a crime scene. If possible, do you have somewhere else you can stay? Just so to produce people? Yes, yes, I will, uh, as they say, get out of your hair. Yes. Thank you, John. Kind of, it's like, Ag Agnes, go back in your flat. It's okay. He's perpetrators no longer here and you know with my men around here they aren't going to touch you are you sure about that angry old woman noises this is gonna turn into fucking more rag again <laughs> or the episode where i had a fucking breakdown live on camera i'm so sorry david more rags fucking cuddle <laughs> no apparently you are extricated you are out you have given a false identity and the guy didn't really stare too hard at your face because between you and involving the old woman, there's enough of an alibi there that you are not inherently suspicious. We will stay uh, with Blake. Okay. Good I'm luck, buddy. I'm, I'm in the I'm in the broom cupboard. I've closed the door. There's no window in the door, is there? No. It's a broom closet. Okay, cool. Um, I would like to uh, lock it and then break the lock using um, using some of flashback. I would have borrowed some you of have, Riley's. Um... You have load. Yeah, no, but just saying what what it was. That's all. Um, as long as you I can would... just say I have it, I don't need to cost you. Okay, I've flashbacks. Got... So I've nicked some of um, Riley's. Um, Burglary tools, just in yep, case. That's fine. So I would, have, um, I, I, I would do. I'd have, I will. Um, I would have used. Um, probably, I probably would have, while they were asleep at some point, nicked their patent lockpicks. So I've jammed them into the. Uh, jammed them into the. Um, into the lock, so it can't be unlocked. I say you did first. not get her fancy lockpicks because she keeps those on her person at all times. Maybe a spare set she's got. Yeah, you got a spare set that's not not as high quality, which does mean they're very good for jamming a lock shut. Yeah. Are you planning to just stay there until the spirit wardens and the blue coats fuck off? Yeah. Julian keeps his mouth shut, surprisingly, mainly because he's kind of hit shock. He's in shock now. Good. And is just kind of quietly weeping. So I'll be I'll I'll like cradling me in my arm like It's okay. We'll, we'll look after you. We'll make sure you're okay. Just stay quiet. Just just be quiet. We'll, we'll look after you. And and I'll keep repeating that really quietly. Several hours pass before the coast is 
clear. You find out the coast is clear because Hoxley kind of knocks on the door of the broom closet and disguising his voice slightly because he saw you go in there. Of course. He just knocks and he's like, "Well, now that that now the blue coats have gone, I we need to get I need to get some supplies. We need to do some cleaning." Yes. Yes, let's. So you are you going to get out now? Uh, I'm going to um I'm going to whisper to um whisper to um Julian Follow my lead, do exactly as I say, and we'll ma- and we'll get you out of here no problem, okay? Do not ask any questions, just do as we say. Okay? And then I'll unlock the lockpicks. He kind of, he's very much just kind of hiding behind you now. Okay, cool. Cool. Stock hunting and lovely thumb you. Yep, lovely. Beautiful. Great. Crowley, you're having a nap back at the office. <laughs> it's been <laughs> several think? hours. Crowley's having a nap. Mariella <laughs> did not question why you walked in by yourself. <laughs> Went out a drink. That was good. It's like, all right, well, I did everything I could. Okay. Uh, what's your exit strategy here, Blake? Are you just planning on leaving and are you going to hide I'm, in somewhere? Are you going to? I'm going to, I'm going to um, use Hoxley's apartment to clean us both up. Yep. And then once we're cleaned up, um, make our way out without Agnes. Is it Agnes? You said Agnes. Agnes, the old lady. Yeah, without her seeing us. That's and fine. Then... She's in her apartment, I don't know, making Lovely. cookies or yeah. burning children. I don't know. Oh, God. Just, oh, goodness. And we'll take the long way back to uh, to um, the peppermint gorilla. And we are going to stash him at our place. And he's now going to work for us in the shop. He's going. So it's going to be a witness protection thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. For now, anyway. Okay, I'm He's seen what we can do. Yes, he has. <laughs> He's fucking horrified. <laughs> so is Matt, I'll be really honest. So is Caitlin. That's going fine. Glad someone's happy. Oh god, I'm glad Chris didn't listen to me shotgun someone at point blank range. And be fine with it. I'm going to tell him. I think you just heard me say that, so thank you. Chris, your fiance's a psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) Roofied and shot someone. (laughs) Different people. Different people. Does that make it better or worse? I'm not sure. Are you wanting him working in the front of house, or are you wanting him working in the Black Lotus stuff? Hmm. Um, dealer's choice. Uh, Black Lotus stuff. I want him. I want him in deep. <laughs> oh God. Oh, God! I mean, the moment he realizes the Black Lotus stuff and roughly who you are, but also the fact you've helped him, you essentially you got him stuck in such a way that 
he's addicted to the substance. And withdrawal will kill him. Which means if he's away for too long, such as ratting on you to people, he'll die of withdrawal before anything can happen. Wonderful. Problem solved. Oh. Yes. There you go. Solved. <laughs> well, we did what Hopsy asked. We didn't kill him. No, we didn't kill him. Right. Um, I wanted to do it. We're gonna. Uh, that is the heist. We're going to immediately do entanglements and heat. <laughs> Fucking yes. hell. Yeah. Right. Heat. Okay. Doskbell is a city. Yep. This is not Doskbell. This is a solace. So, two rep per score. So that's more rep for you. That's fine. I will keep track. Heat. Let's see. After a score, your crew takes heat according to the nature of the operation. It is not smooth and quiet. <laughs> no, it is not, not contained. <laughs> well, sort of. No, it's. I. You used a shotgun. This is loud and chaotic. Be lucky. I'm not okay. giving you wild, devastating exposure. <laughs> That's four oh, heat. I, I think you're gonna kill me. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Add one heat for high-profile or well-connected target. No, because him working for you negates that. One heat if you're at war. No. Add two heat if killing was involved. Six heat. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am surrounded by idiots. Plus six heat. From murdering poor Andre with a shotgun. Okay. Your wanted level remains the same because it's not high enough. Lovely. Cool. Entanglements. That was six plus heat. Yes. So we fall into the category of. Entanglements, you get three different boxes, essentially. Okay, cool. If you get barely any heat, then it's stuff like... It's stuff like the Railjack kicking up a fuss. Or Half-Mast being taken for questioning. Okay. If it's four or five heat, then it's... There may be a show of force from another gang. There may be some spirits that try and harm you. Six or plus heat is where shit gets real. Okay. So, I roll one die per wanted level, so only one. I'm gonna say you really want it to be... Low. No, honestly, you don't really want any of these, but... As a one, okay. Flipped or interrogation? So... Was it a half-mast? Half-mast was taken last time for interrogation, so he's fine now. Are you committing to that statement? <laughs> um, no. No, I'm not. I'm not, because I think he will be fine this time. This time, they take Bertrude. <gasps> 
You can pay three coin to get Bertrude released immediately. Allow them to be beaten up and we'll see if they resist information. How much coin do we have? Right now you only have four. Mm. Dad, discuss this with me, please. Pay the man. Just I can pay offer the man. You, I could offer you the devil's bargain of they will take one of you instead. I'll take the devil's bargain. No, they can no, take me. No, I was going to say take me! Nah, I'm in the military. They'll break you in a second there, Blake. They will break and this you would, in a second. This would be a real conversation that we would be having as well, where probably be like, are you fucking serious? No, no, that's it's fine. I've... I, my brothers have broken my ribs before. I'll I'll be fine. Basically, I have got damaged ribs. I have the blue coats come. They don't kick down your nice door. They do fucking try. <laughs> and I open they it go, for them. They go to grab <laughs> Bertrude, and thankfully you are here in the office, and you kind of stride out, and are like, "What is the meaning of this?" And. Eventually, basically, you piss them off enough that they take you instead of Bertrude. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. This is my place. Okay. I need you. They're going to beat you up. That's a given. They are going to beat you up and interrogate you. It is up to you whether you want to take the harm and resist telling them any information. Whether you want to try and resist both. Well, I only have two stress right now. I'm going to definitely... Well, I'm resisting the information for sure. They ain't getting shit out of Crowley. Uh, for the harm, I already have two level one harms. But both of You're them not are going to be able to resist this entirely, so your harm yeah. drops are negated. Right. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And also they're both they're both spiritual kind of harms. One is terrified and one is lingering paranoia. So you know what? I will I will attempt to resist some of the harm as well then. Okay. Okay. If you want to resist both, then I need two different resistance rolls from you. I'm gonna say it's up to you which one you use for what. Right. And uh, what what's resistance rolls again? I'm sorry, I can't remember this one. So resistance will... One will be a physical resistance. So your... Oh, what's the category called? Fucking... The one with all your physical stats in it. Roll Prouts. however many dice you have dots in there. Three. So that's for resisting harm. Uh, as a five, three, and a four. So we take the five. So you only take one stress, because it's six minus. Okay. And, and that's, I'll call that resisted. I'll call that another. Well, how many level one harms do you have? You have two, don't you? Mm hmm. So, so you resist it, but. Because of your existing things that you haven't fully dealt with, I'm afraid that resistance is negated. So, uh, yeah, we'll just call it broken ribs. Got it. Which does mean, when healing, you need to deal with the level one ones first before you can reduce the level one harm. 
cool. Spending a lot of time with Dr. Blake. Yeah. And with two hours, two, with level two harm, you do need, you will be rolling everything with one less die. Cool. And if you hit level three harm, you need help to do anything. At the moment, you're just running with reduced effect for your stuff. Nice. Or the telling them what you want to know. I'm gonna say... I mean, given your military, and you have been trained in interrogation, that's a given. Give me a resolve, please. So how many dots do you have in a resolve? Only one. Roll it. That's a three. So three stress. And Got it. Because you are, because you are trained in interrogation and military, instead of telling them what they want to know for three heat, you you don't know enough, and you're smart enough that you just kind of wig. Any information you give is about Julian. It's not about the gang. So it's only one additional heat for the gang. So great. Huh? is going absolutely sterling. But no, Crowley comes back with broken ribs and bloody nose and the whole shebang. Bertrude immediately like hands you like a pack of iced peas and like your favorite drink as like a thank you for going instead of him. And Crowley just takes him without saying anything and just goes to the, his couch and just lays down. Yeah, and Blake sits sips his tea, keeps an eye on Julian, and now deals with the fact that one of the voices kind of speaking to you sounds very much like Andre now. Oh, wonderful. And we'll end you there, bitch. because what the absolute fuck? Don't call me you bitch, you shock underman, Matthew! <laughs> normal things be normal. Alright. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't.